Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are journeying into the tunnels under the Underdark to defeat the cult of Cortexas, but they're hearing voices in their heads and Quinny is wasted. Will Quinny be able to successfully ride Ranger? Will Juniper's scroll give them any hints of what is to come? And where the hell is Xanthus? Find out next. On Dum Dums and Dragons. I withdraw Ice Brand and point it forward and like, ho. <laughs> Just <laughs> kind of hope that I do die. A little too loud. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the most fun fight ever if we all have to go down this path. <laughs> so as you continue on down into the dark, you're finding more and more bodies, all of which seem to have just kind of fallen over from work of tunneling. But eventually you find the tunnel kind of breaks open into a natural cavern that's a bit wider. Still a tunnel, but no longer carved. It's sort of a natural tunnel, stalagmites, stalactites. You can feel sort of a, a cool breeze. And there are considerably more corpses. So I'm realizing we're here, but it's getting darker. There's a lot of dead bodies. We're probably going to have to fight soon. Juniper, you're the only person who can't see. Mm-hmm. You're also good with a sword. We gave mm-hmm. you extra special armor. So Tom, I don't know if this is possible, depending on how they're built, but the Goggles of the owl. Would it be possible to separate the two eyes? Quinny could probably do it with his thieves' tools. All right, so we'll have Quinny. I got it. This Boy, is sort it's no of problem. It's no problem. This is sort of. Do you know what? It's I, fine. I don't want to abuse my powers, Moonhammer, but just know this is pretty satisfying. Uh, and I reach out and lay a hand on you. Just cast lesser restoration. I was like, <laughs> so you're no, sober I don't again. Want it. Oh God, what the hell? Oh, my mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, give it here. Like, I know what's going on. <laughs> like, give it here. I'll disassemble it. I guess I will assist with that. Maybe I can try to use some magical energy or something to keep both halves functional. Sure. 
How do you want me to roll, sir? Roll me a sleight of hand, please, uh, with advantage because you're using your tools. Okay. And what do you want me to roll, Tom? If you're trying to like divinely will it. Yeah, pretty much. Religion, I guess. Religion feels right. We'll use that. I'm a 14. You're going to get a plus two from butthole. That's a total of 27 then. You start to tinker with them and it's almost constructed like a pair of scissors. Like once you start to mess with it, you realize how easy it is to mm-hmm. click these things apart. So yes, you're able to separate the goggles and give one to yes, butthole and one to I'm going to take turn them into almost like eye patches. So over one eye, the band goes around the head, but it means we can both see in the dark out of one eye. You Super. guys are like dead shot. Yeah, dead which, shot. Which or, eye do you, if you have you got? Solid eye. I feel like I'll do the right eye. That works. I have a left eye then. Perfect. Perfect. So together you can now see the tunnel starts to twist and turn a bit. There's also a fog that seems to be floating through the tunnels, which seems odd and out of place. It's very cool on your skin, kind of unnerving. You make your way along the tunnel, kind of pushing past stalactites and stalagmites until finally you come to a larger open cavern and you find yourself in a strange lab. So you're in a large lab that's been built in sort of a natural cave. It's a decent size. So listening, you don't hear anything. You can, however, see some old glass tubes that seem to be grimy and dark. Seem to be some kind of technologically advanced apparatus. Not the same as the ones you've seen at Martha's Lab or with any of the future tech. Think more almost 20,000 leagues under the sea, nautical, steampunky things. There's still yet more corpses around. You can see at the far end of the cavern, there seems to be a small pool of water through which you can see shimmering light. And most notably, you can kind of see various bodies all over the place. But specifically, there is one that is in a reclined chair wearing fine robes. Its face seems to have tentacles hanging down from it. And its skull has been essentially scooped open. Um, And you can see a large metal drill type structure above it. Seems to have something shriveled that looks vaguely like a brain. Obviously, we're in the realm of the sunken god. What? What? Oh, it's just a mythology I've been batting around in my head. I write stories on the side when I'm bored. Well, why don't you tell us a little more about the sunken god? Uh, And I want to go look at this body while we're talking about the sunken god. Well, the sunken god (laughs) is this mysterious beast that... uh, Basically, it's like an elder god, if anybody's familiar with that. Gods that are old, like older than time itself, and they reside in deep bodies of water and have aquatic features, and are worshipped by cults. Like a psychic whale kind of monster? Yeah, sure, why not? Interesting. Anyways, I'm going to dunk my head underneath this shimmering pool water because... I have the cloak of the manta ray, and I'm, I want to give it a whirl. Quinny's just going to be like, whoa, ranger, whoa, 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 whoa. Quinny's <laughs> <laughs> still riding you. Yeah. Let's approach that as a group. Maybe just, you know, explore this room first before we head to the water. Friends, how, how old do we think this body is? I want everybody to take a look at this body with the brain out. Is uh-huh. the brain still there? Is that what's in the scoop? Yep. I'll take a look. The claw drill thing seems to be an extraction tool of some sort. Mm -hmm. The brain is very dry and and old. The body looks well-preserved, but definitely not two days old, if that's... How about 10 days? Older than 10 days. Nuts. (laughs) I look at it and go, well, you're in hell now, friend. (laughs) May Moonhammer look after you, and I do like a version of The Last Rites, which involves me farting in my hand and then sprinkling it over the corpse. This is a creature that has tentacles on its face? Mm Mm-hmm. What size is it? Like, is it a uh, humanoid size? Like, you'd probably recognize it as an elephid. Juniper, just uh, in case we need one of these in the future, you want to take a look at this whole vibe going on here? Is there enough of it yeah, left? Yeah, yeah. It, it's to... like as clean as one of these things could go. It's not like the head's caved yeah. in. Okay. It's like there was a surgical saw around it, pop the cranium off 
took the brain with it. So yeah, you can imagine what it, it okay. would look like. Juniper, I think your people probably know about illithids or know of them. <laughs> yeah, um, more probably. commonly known as mind flayers. Um, mm-hmm. They're very secretive species that normally live in large colonies. It's odd to find one or two alone. Solitary. But uh, yeah, you, you kind of observe it. Ranger, did you stop when Quinny kind of reared you back or, or would you go for the dunk? Oh, I didn't dunk. I did dribble though. No traveling for you, Ranger. <laughs> And uh, Butthole, you're looking at the body, right? Yeah, I'm curious about the body, because if the brain came out, I've got some theories now, because I'm imagining, Juniper, you probably relay what you know about illithids, because I don't know Mm -hmm. a goddamn thing about any of this. Is this body shackled to the chair? No, it's not. In fact, uh, on closer inspection, you can see it's grasping the control with one hand. Jesus Christ. Uh, There seems to be a book off to the side when you're kind of investigating. Let's open that fucker up. Quinny, I assume you're still comprehending languages. It's good for an hour, so you tell me how much time has passed since I cast it, arriving at the front gates. I see. You'd probably need to cast it again. All right. I guess I will. That's all of my spell slots. <laughs> Quinny, are you still on Ranger's back for this? Yeah. Come on, Ranger. And I just, like just, get him to come over to the... Just because I want to get the visuals right. Are we talking Ranger like hands and knees or more like a velociraptor hunched over? Yeah, I'm side? thinking like Hodor if yeah. he had a slight hunch. The Mad Max guy, what's the name again? Master Blaster? Yeah, there we go. So you can oh. like use yeah. Ranger's head as somewhere you can rest the book while you're reading. <laughs> Yeah, I think I want to do like buttholes, shitty version of Sherlocking, where I'd wander around and I touch stuff and I taste stuff and I smell things and I fart and I'm just like trying to put a picture together of what the whole room is. So can you roll me, I guess, an insight check of some sort? 21. So as you're wandering around, you're seeing a lot of bodies wrapped in robes. There are two other illithids in the room. One of them seems to have stabbed himself through the heart and the other one seems to have been wounded several times by a dagger and is closer to the door. You can also find a bunch of the gnomes scattered around, similar to who you saw upstairs. There's obviously a lot of surgery tools. You would recognize those from your field days. Also from Dr. Moreau and his lab. The tubes themselves, most of them still have liquid in it. They're very murky. However, you also find an examination table with a bunch of diagrams of what seems to be some kind of almost parasite and cross sections, as well as a tray with a few of these things pinned to it and stacks of notes that you can't read. How big are these parasite creatures? They're fairly small and probably about the size of a thumb. I'd like to cast light on just the glass structure of the tube to see if it'll clear up what's in the murk inside it. You can see one of these parasite things, although it's slightly larger than the ones you've seen outside, floating upside down at the top of the tube, and it's not moving. Okay, I got a theory, but I want to hear what Quinny has evidence-wise before I give my theory. So I just find another tube and a piece of chalk, and I'm just absently writing numbers as though I were a genius, just (laughs) writing chalk on glass, only they don't mean anything, (laughs) and there's a surprising number of genitalia. Ranger, what is the scariest thing that you know about the sunken god? Well, the scariest thing I can recall is that gazing upon the sunken god alone can drive the sanest person kooky. So I'd like to imagine that while everyone's doing their investigation, you're just regaling them with information you have or you think you have about the sunken mm-hmm. god. Mm-hmm. So I'll be checking back in with you periodically for sunken god updates <laughs> for all the <laughs> listeners at home. Juniper still studying... Quinny, you're reading the book. Yes, what's in the book? Can you please roll me an investigation check just because you don't have time to read the whole thing? I imagine you're probably skimming it and then reading the last few pages. 13. There's a lot of technical stuff that even though you can comprehend the language, it still doesn't make much sense to you. Mm. You're able to read the bits in between, but there's just a lot of technical jargon that doesn't, doesn't quite track. Reading the last couple pages, however, it would seem that this particular illithid just scrawled where everything else was very systematic. There's just a few scrawled passages at the end saying we we made a mistake, it was too powerful, we flooded the tanks, we flooded the chamber, the only way out, and then it just trails off. 
this guy over here seems to have been involved in some kind of experiment that got out of control, as far as I can tell. He says we, so it's a team, more than one. Something got out of their control. They flooded the tanks, and then he stopped writing. So my guess is that didn't work because he has cut his own head open. Okay, if we combine that with the stuff I found, there's like two other bodies, one of which killed themselves, and the other one has a bunch of stab wounds, which makes me think if they'd gone too far, then stabby, stabby endgame. And these tubes all around have the same weird thing that's like pinned down over there. And if we jump to he took his brain out, this might be a brain thing. So if there's a parasite that's like taking over people's bodies and then piloting them around, that'd be a problem. Going full faculty here. Perhaps it's affected by alcohol because we see drunk people don't get affected. Like these are also... Illithids. Yeah. Or more commonly mind flayers. Yeah, the mind fuckers. So they what? They control your mind? Is that the thing they do? What do they do, Juniper? Very mysterious. Probably not up to anything good. And they seem to be able to communicate with each other. But do they like like, take people's over people's minds? Do they make you do stuff? Yeah, they can basically take over a person's psyche. They feast on brains too. Okay, so we've got monsters that normally control your mind that are apparently losing control of their minds. And then they're here with some sort of spooky ocean god that Ranger knows about. So yeah, this is basically a train wreck. I mean, there's one thing I'm sort of curious about, and I take Moonlight Bringer and I just smash one of the tanks. So you smash the tank, the water rushes out, the creature just kind of bounces off the bottom and skitters to the side. It, it's not moving. Okay, but it is water. It is water. My theory was, if this is also alcohol, then we know that alcohol kills these things, which is why people get drunk to fuck them up. I do want to still pour alcohol even on a corpse to see if there's some kind of reaction. You pour the alcohol on the parasite corpse, it doesn't react. And if you test the water, it's salty. Well, we can't just drink salt water. That just makes you puke and then shit yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Not really a great plan. Mission accomplished. Okay. So we got a spooky god that if we look at, we're completely crazy. But Ranger isn't that sane to begin with. You sure you haven't seen the sunken god there, Ranger? What? <laughs> what What were you doing just now? Oh, I was playing with myself. I mean, my face, not, not the bottom bits. What are you doing? I'm getting off. <laughs> oh, just, you are now, I are just, you? I just climb <laughs> off the, the saddle. We'll take the saddle off him. Do we want Ranger to look in the water? Oh, yes, please. He really wants to, but I don't want to, like, lower a head in and come back with a Ranger without a head. Ranger, what do you think the odds are that your head goes off? Here, can we just... Stick I, one of his dicks in. He's got two. I'm going <laughs> to take the dead body that's on there, and I'm just going to stick its arm in the water for a second. Do you want to drag the body off the chair, or do you just want to use one of the gnomes that's around? Off the chair. Great. So you put the arm in the water, and nothing happens. Okay, I take it. I take it back out. Nothing happens. I think, Ranger, you just got to fucking go for it, bro. I'm raring for a bath. And he's stinky as hell. Mm. Uh, and I say, good work. And I just clap Ranger on the back like congratulatory, but I knock him into the <laughs> As you fall forward, you knock your head forward. And as you'd always hoped it would, your manta ray hood flips up and over your face. Flame on! <laughs> um, and then you splash face first into the water. It's a little bit like being in a scuba outfit for the first time. Like, it's it's very strange for you to be able to breathe the water. Oh, God. And it's just like air is venting out the sides of your, uh, your face. So what you're seeing is the tunnel seems to descend downward. The light sources appear to be ever-burning flames in small glass cases lighting the way down. Do you continue on down, 
Yep. So you swim forward. You got to use your words, guys. This is yeah, great physical work. Mining swimming, which is great. I'm, I'm, I'm dog paddling around. I've never really swum before. Swam oh, my before. God. So <laughs> this is all new for me. But somehow it's so effective because you're in this cloak that, you know, it, it feels like you're an expert swimmer. You're the Michael Phelps of underwater ranger exploration. He's a famous... Orcish swimmer. Oh, I see. There we yes. go. Um, yeah, he won all of the gold medals at the Orc Olympics. <laughs> there it is. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes. Maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious Cormium plant here of Dum Dums and Dragons. And yes, it is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those dum-dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed. Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our fans-only Discord, where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dum-dums are going on. You can add characters to our world. You can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits. But you don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about me? I do want to get a short rest in. If he's swimming around, I'm just and I'm hanging out. I'm just sure. gonna see if I can. <laughs> when he just takes a nap, I'm gonna sit in the guy's like operation chair, just kind of like kick back. It's great. It's very comfy. If I were able to, would I be able to like swim to the bottom of this thing? Or is it too? Yep. Too- so it's going down on a diagonal, oh, um, sort of descending like a tunnel. As you start to swim downward, you can actually feel stairs beneath oh. you. And as you sink further and further down into the depths, eventually it levels out into a hallway. And to your horror or possibly delight, it's Ranger, who knows? There is a huge mass of drowned corpses. Think like a a sunken submarine. So just like tons of bodies floating in sort of a very enclosed area. Could I uh, search through one of the corpses to see what I find? You turn the corpse over. 
Can you roll me an investigation check, please? 16. Doing a quick search, it seems to just be a person with whatever they would have on them. There's like house keys, a wallet. I take the keys. And examining the face, it's the bloated visage of a not lame Liam that you saw from the posters. So I swim myself back up. Oh, oh. Not blame Liam. Not blame Liam. Blame <laughs> Liam. You, you gotta go down there. <laughs> okay, how, how far down is it? Well, it's like... Well, Let's say 60 feet. 60 feet? Yeah, I'm gonna need your, like, cloak if you think I'm gonna be able to go down there and see what's going on. What's there? You just said bl- blame Liam. Oh, but. yeah. No, no, all of those pamphlets with those missing visages all on them. Well, they're all down there, and they're all dead as pie. Well, that's not ideal. Uh, no. it, is there some way to, like, like I'm assuming we got to keep going. Is your nutsack pulling you down there? It sure as heck is. Okay, we got to get past the bodies, but there's so much friggin' water. How, uh, how much of your water-sucking dust is there? Nine times 15-foot cubes. Yeah, for four pinches, you'd be able to get to the bottom of the stairs. We can do it. I mean, Quinny's taking a nap, and I'm like, wake up, asshole. We found a way through the water. What? We're good? Everyone's dead, but we're going through the water because we got that stuff we stole really saved the day. Everyone's dead. What did you do? That's not my fault. They were underwater. Oh. We found them, and they drowned. Okay. It's not our bad. But do you know what? Let this be a lesson to all of us. Sometimes looting saves the day. I live by those words. So one by one, I throw a pinch of dust of dryness <laughs> Never gets old. at the water, and each speck sucks up the water around it into a little kind of pebble-sized thing. I like to imagine that as that's happening, they just bounce down a couple more steps, and you're just picking uh, them up and pocketing them as you go. Yeah, hang so, on to those pebbles. Yeah, oh, like yeah, water yeah. marbles. Yeah. yeah, so you get to the bottom of the stairs. You can now see clearly that there are lights kind of leading the way down. It looks like this would have been a fairly regular thoroughfare before it was flooded. And yes, when you reach the bottom, I'm going to say there's a few inches that have been sort of vaporized on the ceiling. So you can kind of see a little bit over, but ultimately the majority of it's still flooded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see a bunch of corpses bobbing and, and floating. If you kind of dunk your head under, you can see there's just a ton. This hallway is about seven feet tall and it's maybe an inch. At so best. we're sort of like neck deep kind of thing? Or, at the or, bottom of the stairs, you're neck deep. If but you if were we to go into the further, tunnel, you'd have to, you'd have to dive. Yep. God, that's a mess. That's just terrifying. Does the tunnel keep going down or is it straight? Straight. But there's one inch of air because I have this copper wiring. And if we can make straws out of it, we could just walk and breathe the air at the very top. Let me look at this copper wiring. (laughs) It's a hollow copper wire. I don't know. Listen, you seem to have assumptions about copper wire, but let me tell you right now, I we know, live Mark. in medieval times, <laughs> so just having wire run through things is pointless. It's most likely tubing. Twenty, roll me a perception check. 18. So there's definitely no hole in the middle of the wire. I mean, I could use my ring of swimming to swim quickly. It's dangerous for anyone to go alone. I'll do it, but I have a stipulation. Okay, let's hear it. Quinny has to be on my back the entire time. <laughs> There you go, Quinn. He's not Sons going alone. hood. The hood won't cover both of you. No, yeah, it's for you. But no, but he wants your hair to show. He, want, he wants <laughs> you to get wet. I don't trust him to not just hang out underwater until I drown. <laughs> smart, but here's the thing. Smart boy. No, but here's the balance. Because <laughs> this is what you have to remind Ranger of. He can never make you dismount. So if he just hangs out there till you drown, we both swear we'll never take him off you. And you will rot as a corpse for eternity on Ranger's back. Then I'm just a fucking snack for him whenever he wants <laughs> just to nibble on my fingers or toes or something. Well, it's his stipulation. I'm just trying to make it work. Okay, you're trying to make it work. I'm still dead in the scenario where you try to make it work. I'm not saying you're wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. Listen, no one has perfect ideas. You got to break an omelet to make a few eggs. I don't want an omelet. I'm not hungry. Look, you're the one with the most knowledge amongst us. Tell you what, 
you won't know the difference. And I take one of the gnome corpses and I stick it on your saddle. <laughs> okay, I assume baby is in the corner. <laughs> by yep. which I mean my back. So here goes, gang. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Swimming down, swimming down, swimming down. So, Ranger, you um, swim down amongst the corpses. Can you please roll me a wisdom save? Four. Um, (laughs) You begin to wade through the infinite corpses floating, and you begin to feel terror and panic. And even though you can breathe, you start to hyperventilate. But then suddenly, the thoughts of your old pal Hershey enter your mind, and you re-roll using your advantage. Come on, Hershey. Bring me out of this stupor. Use the strength his heart gave you. That's a nine. A little better. Hershey was always brave. But you ate you ate his heart. (laughs) (laughs) Then he knew fear. Can I use my stress? Yes. What would you like from stress? Uh, More of what I need. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ranger, can you tell me a story from your past that would have mentally prepared you for swimming through a hallway full of corpses? When I was back at the temple... Living my days out in the forest, I crafted this tale about uh, this series of aliens I called a xenomorph. (laughs) And in the fourth iteration uh, (laughs) done by this French director I had created in my mind, who had previously done a romantic comedy, these space adventurers are swimming through a flooded tube in a spaceship while a xenomorph was chasing them. Well, one of them wasn't so lucky and was eaten by said xenomorph. The others made their way through the derelict yet flooded tubing. They then came to this gelatinous sack. Oh, we're just getting ceiling. the whole thing. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> we'll drown, said the robot that could breathe underwater. <laughs> but then Ron Perlman busted through the ceiling, and air rejoiced our lungs. And that's my story. <laughs> Ranger, I'm going to give that to you for three stress, which is still two stress less than watching that movie, Kate. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let you roll again uh, with advantage. Oh, oh boy. He's going to need with it. Advantage. So that was a two on the die. So we want a little bit better than that. Much better. Yay! 18. All it takes is sacrificing your pal Quinny on your back, but you managed Done. to fight your way through. <laughs> Done. Um, you make your way Stop through the courses. Stop talking, done. <laughs> uh, and while there is no Ron Perlman, there is a Ron Perlman in Hershey's heart, which is in you. So you reach the end of the hallway, and there seems to be a large sealed door, as well as two uh, vents to either side. Doors like a classic underwater porthole kind of door with a big wheel. A wheelie thing. Yeah, I, I'm literally miming it. That's and you're te- miming too. That's a technical term. <laughs> big old-fashioned nautical wheelie thing that seems to have uh, clamped it tight. Well, I'm going to have to open up this sucker now, won't I? Do you want me a strength check, please? <laughs> or athletics. Let's make it athletics. It's 13. 13. You struggle <laughs> with the wheel, but it is it is wedged tight. Think that perhaps you might not be strong enough to crack open this door. And it's not just like a Sylvester Stallone in daylight when he tries to turn it to the right first. <laughs> tries to turn it clockwise. <laughs> you know what? Roll me an intelligence save. <laughs> 16. 16. You may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but you know right sees from left sees occasionally after failing once. Give that guy another spin. 
Uh, this time, do it with dexterity because you're no longer fighting against tension. Twenty-three. There we go. There's those big numbers. Man, that thing was greased well. It spins, baby. <laughs> Problem was, I was doing it wrong the entire time. Um, you, you turned to say that to the Quinny you thought was on your back. I you give a you high five to the drowned corpse. <laughs> yeah. The door swings open, and as it does so, it swings um, open in the water. Yeah, because it swings out into a void. Oh uh, my god! The water begins to rush and sucks you out into the void, oh, along no. with just a bunch of wet gnome corpses. <laughs> Um, behind, uh, meanwhile, back up the tunnel, all of you feel the water level start to rapidly rush down the corridor and out into a large space at the end. Are we touching the ground? Yep. Let's go. Oh, I'm running. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, nuts. Yeah, is he uh, done? Yeah. Can you guys please roll me? <laughs> like ambling over these dead yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to need oh, like an, an acrobatics. Oh, happily. Or an athletics. Yeah, while, while I'm running, Goblin Jr. is running with me and just sort of like shouldering me around corpses I'm not <laughs> noticing. Acrobatics to leap over them. Athletics to stomp over them. Stomping over them with an 11. 26 for Quinny. He is exclusively just wall jumping. It's like side to side <laughs> down like the, the corridor. Prince of Persia running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rolled a seven, so I started trying to stomp through them, but then you know how like on a first snowfall you get that like fun crunch? After a few it. of those, I just sort of slowed down. I'm just like listening to the sounds oh, as I step because they're all different and kind of fun. Like the water <laughs> meant that the courses are basically just bones oh. crunching, but they're so gelatinous. I don't see people underneath me. I'm just like, this floor's kind of neat. Crunch, and then like crunch, Goblin Jr. is not happy. <laughs> okay, so Quinny, you make it to the end of the hallway, Juniper and Butthole are stuck kind of squelching their way through. Yep. So, Quinny, you make it to the edge of this, and you're kind of looking into a large silo. Mm-hmm. There's ladder rungs directly beneath you. In front of you, you can see Ranger just soaring majestically in his manta ray cloak as the water pulls him over and down. If you think about it this way, it's like the door opens, there's a ladder down directly mm-hmm. in front of it. The water pushed him over and past that. Mm-hmm. So there seemed to be a large cave structure beneath you. Mm-hmm. Ranger, I'm going to get you to roll me a dexterity save as you're falling to try and grab onto uh, some metal grating. 22. 22. So, Ranger, you're able to grab onto some of the catwalks as you're pulled through. Basically, the way to think of this is a large silo carved into the stone leading down into a much larger cave structure. The catwalks are basically there to kind of assist someone getting all the way down. Along the way, though, there do seem to be, think like in the Batcave, how there's all those like little platforms with stairs leading up and down to them all suspended above cave ground. Does that make sense to people mentally? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's got like catwalks and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Catwalks yeah. with some platforms around. On the various platforms, you can see a strange variety of creatures that have been chained down. Most of them are dead, but all of them seem to be in various forms of ithalid transformation. So there's a cave badger who's got tentacles sprouting from its face. Transformation. You can see there's definitely some humans, a variety of things. All of them seem dead. However, suddenly the sounds in your head intensify. And deep beneath you, you can see a cave with low-level water. It seems to be sort of a massive space. And you can kind of hear, particularly for you, Ranger, the draw is intense. This is where it's been guiding you. And you just hear a voice in your brain say, Ah, oh, yes, welcome. Join me. I do too. Everyone who's in this space can hear it. Where is Ranger in relation to Quinny? Let's say you're at the very top of the space. It only goes down. Yep, only goes down. There's a ladder directly in front of you that drops 10 feet to the first level of the catwalk. Mm -hmm. There are three levels of the catwalk, and then there's the massive cavern beneath. Ranger is currently on level two. You're on level one at the door. Okay, I'll start making my way down. Ranger, in your head, you see this thing very clearly as the sunken god. Can you please roll me a perception check? 
18. You hear the flapping of massive wings. Everybody, please roll initiative. Seven. Twelve. Eleven. Also eleven. Hey now. We're in this together. <laughs> okay, so Ranger, you managed to pull yourself up onto the catwalk. You're on level two. Beneath you, there's one more level of catwalk with some more of these platforms. And then sort of two long ladders leading down into the cavern. We'll say the door you entered from is on the west wall of the silo. You can hear wings coming from the southeast. Everything in my gut tells me this is wrong, but everything in my balls tells me <laughs> it's just right. I'm going southeast, baby. So using your movement, you'll be able to get one more full level down. So you're now on level three, which is the final catwalk level for the ladders. You can see a massive shape reflected in the water and seems to be rushing quickly toward you. Oh, no. Butthole, you are midway through the tunnel. You can probably make it to the door. Yeah, I'll make it to the door. Could I get down to Quinny right now or if I uh, rush? Or? I'd let you get down to level one, yeah. One is highest? Yes, one then, is highest. So you come out on level one to get down to Quinny on level two. You can do that by the end of your move. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for that. I'll do. I'll try to do that classic thing where I climb down, but because I'm like a big guy, I just like throw Goblin Jr. over my shoulder so it looks vaguely like the Manta Ray cloak, only I got Goblin Jr. with me. And then it's like hands on both sides and then the feet there, and I just try to slide down. Yeah, but it, the, it the, the tactical sparks. One. It looks fucking mm. cool. <laughs> Great. You hit the catwalk and the whole thing trembles under your feet and Quinny's feet. Yeah, but I look so cool doing it. You look it. awesome. Like, like, turn over my shoulder and like, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Just that guy jumping on a suspension bridge. That brings us to Quinny. With my devil's sight, being able to see a natural and magical darkness 120 feet, can I see anything better than anyone else so far? Is there any details that we haven't gotten that I can you get can from this? You can see a bunch of what seem like corpses floating face down in the right. water. Different races, but they all have tentacle faces now? Some of them do. A lot of them don't. Okay. You can see the water is very shallow. There's a lot of stalagmites, the ones come up from the ground, I believe. Yep. So, yep, lots of stalagmites. It seems to be kind of a large cavernous space. Beyond that, from your angle, it's very hard to see, only because you're basically in a tube attached to the top of a cavern. So yeah. there's not a lot you can see from this angle, but you can see very clearly. Okay, I'll summon Frostbrand yep. and head further down to try and meet up with Ranger. Okay, great. So you meet up with Ranger on level three. Now you can definitely see a large dark shape reflected in the water. What do we have in terms of mobility? There are two ladders that reach all the way to the ground. You're not sure what's down there. You can see some metal structures down there as well. It looks like it's been built up a bit, but it's hard to see from where you are. I'm going to start making my way down to those structures then as well. I'm going to start down the ladder. Quinny, as soon as you start to descend the ladder, you can see rushing at you from the edge of the cavern a huge, what would have at one point been reptilian creature, wide wingspan, but where the dragon's head would normally be oh, is uh, a swirling mass of tentacles. And you behold Cortorex, the brain stealer dragon, bearing down upon you. I'm going to use my bonus action to dash vertically and just in terms of like climbing back the fuck up that ladder. <laughs> I'm just waving you towards <laughs> me up top. So you begin to book it back up the ladder. I'm going to say you get back up to level three. Okay. That brings us to the end of your turn then. It brings us to quarter X. The dragon, having seen you, flies into the central part of the chamber so all of you can see it beneath you. To your great horror ranger, it does indeed look like the sunken god of your nightmares. 
and it will cast Frightful Presence. So each creature within 120 feet of it needs to pass a Wisdom save. This is just beholding uh, an Eldritch Horror. Who's within 10 feet of me? No one now, I think. <laughs> so it's just me not being frightened. Uh, yeah, because you're actually, you can't see it yet, so you're fine. I, I can't be frightened anyway. Yeah, great. That's a Wisdom save? Yes. 21. I'm 22. Natural 20, actually, in fact. You know what? You guys don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, after that symbiote, sure, the dragon yeah. has powers. I got a 17. You behold it, and as Ranger promised, the threat of madness briefly dances across your mind. But given that he kind of warned you this might be the case, you're able to choke down the horror and carry on. It's not so bad. I'm so courageous. <laughs> I am just so glad. The secret fear in the back of my mind is constantly that my dad will show up and be like, kiss the dragon. And I, I don't have that anymore. So it's liberating to be free to die under my own terms. You can see lock eyes. And Quinny, you're not looking at it, but you can feel its eyes boring into you. And almost in your mind, you can see its face directly in front of you, even okay. though you're not looking at it. And all of a sudden, your brain begins to scream. Oh. Uh, can you please roll me a dexterity save? 14. Fortunately, that will not save. So you can kind of see its eyes, you can see its face, and then you kind of feel a heat on the back of your head, and you realize that it's been distracting you to keep you stationary while it fires a neural lance at you. Can I use my reaction for evasion? Sure. So you would take half on success, and you take full on a fail. So now with evasion, you'll take... I'll take half. Half on a fail. Okay, yes. great. So you'll take... He's rolling so many dice. They're all D4s. They're all D4s. I hope so. They're D12s. So, Quinny, you would have taken 77 points of damage. Oh, my God. But because you used evasion, you're only going to take 39. Well, I'm not dead. I would have been dead with that first one. Can't take another hit like that, folks. So you hear Corderax say, do not flee, join. Can I think about it? You just did. Which brings us to Juniper. Juniper, you're standing in a hallway full of corpses. Things seem pretty good from where you're standing. And you hear Quinny scream. Yeah, and I rush in. You get to the edge of the big round door. And beneath you, you can see kind of where everyone is arrayed. Quinny's quickly skittering up a ladder. And then you see the horrible tentacled dragon lock eyes with the back of his head. And you see a beam of greenish light strike the back of Quinny's head, and you, you hear him scream in psychic horror. Then I think because this being is pretty big, I'm pretty sure I can hit it without hitting Quinny too. It's yeah. directly beneath all of you. It's not okay. close to anyone. And even though we're in the dark, I can still conjure the moon. <laughs> I just say, light of the moon, protect me. And a moonbeam shines down. Refresh my memory. What does it do? So I'm casting this at level three. Mm -hmm. It's a 40 foot high cylinder. Mm -hmm. So it'll be centered on the center of this. Right down um, the middle. Yeah. It has a five foot radius. And the creature has to make a constitution saving throw. Um, or it will take 3d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful What is your one. spell save? DC? 15. So it will make the save, but okay. it will still take half damage. That's 22 total. 11 points. Great. The creature makes no audio noise, but mentally you can hear it wince. Okay. Top of the round, Quinny, your brain just got bored by horrors. Oh my God. But there's a, a moonbeam holding the creature at bay. What do you do? I'm going to turn around and I've been making an active effort to be less violent, kill less, because I know the ones that I kill, they go straight to the one of many faces, but this is a whole different kind of game. So the safeties are off. I point my sword at him and I cast Hex. What does Hex do? You place a curse on a creature that you can see within range. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage to the target whenever you hit it with an attack. Also, choose one ability when you cast the spell. The target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. And that ability will be... What's uh, the save for a moonbeam? Constitution. Constitution. 
Great. And that spell is a, a bonus action. Okay. So I'm going to keep running away back up to a butthole, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to fire off an Eldritch Blast. Okay. 24. Uh, yes, that will hit. Excellent. Five damage. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Ranger, you're looking down at a, a monster born of nightmares, and you're seeing the little boy you thought was dead running away in terror. What do you do? What I've been destined to do. Jump on its motherfucking back and fly a dragon straight to hell. (laughs) All right. So can you please roll me an acrobatics check? Net 20. Ranger, you look at this thing and you leap before you've really formed the thought. But what's so strange is as you're falling through the air, hoping against hope, It sees you coming and you can see it start to move to avoid you. But weirdly, your brain is registering that move as it's doing it. It's almost like the gentle link it's been using to control you gives you insight into its actions. And as a result, you land squarely on that motherfucker's back. Since you rolled a 20, I'm going to give you a free hit. So you jam your blade into uh, the back of its neck. Uh, Roll me your damage, please. The damage piercing is of a nine. (laughs) Nine points. Great. And Juniper, your moonbeam's only got a five-foot radius, so he's able to avoid it for now. Excellent. So, Ranger, you're now astride Quarter-X. I'm going to make your roll to stay on there, but you can figure out what you want to do while you're up there. Which brings us to Butthole. You've just seen Quinny take some massive psychic damage. He looks like he's got a hella headache. And Ranger has just heroically leapt onto its back. Well, I mean, heroically is generous, because I look down and go, Moonhammer, damn it, I wanted to run away! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ranger. (laughs) Uh, I swear, as time slows around me with adrenaline, so I can figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. As Quinny climbs, I just look... Oh, no, it's time. I haven't done this enough. I just close my eyes in slow motion and pray. Moonhammer says we should run. So, <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. Uh, and I turn and I just start climbing the ladder back up to level one so I can get back in that hallway. But I look behind me and just behind Quinny, I reach out and I summon a guardian of Moonhammer, which means in the air just below Quinny, kind of like five feet below him, a large spectral guardian appears uh, and hovers for the duration of the spell in an unoccupied spot in range in sight. It will occupy that space for the next eight hours. So imagine like below Quinny, just from a little ball, like I fart and the fart goes down and it swirls in on itself and then from a little blue thing it just becomes a spectral form of the goddess moon hammer as we knew her with like the hammer fist and she just does one of those sweet like the arms spin around and she just does like a combat pose facing Quartrex. and i'm just trying to climb back into that freaking hallway <laughs> very heroic great so you make your way back up the ladder to the first floor and yes you, you get into the tiny hallway Great. Let me know if slash when that hostile dragon approaches within 10 feet of that guardian. Will do. That brings us to quarter X. So Juniper, you are on level one. Yeah. Rangers on the back. I think it's got to deal with Ranger. That that seems like the bigger concern. So it seems confused that you're there. This is very strange. It says, why will you not obey me? I'm not your doggy. Woof, woof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to unleash a psychic blast. So can you please roll me an intelligence save? 16. Sadly, you do not pass. So take a 16 points of damage and you are charmed. So now Quarterex appears to be your best friend in the whole world. And in fact, now you are his doggy woof woof. 
Wait, what was I doing again? I love this dragon. Well, good. We should go get those guys. Oh, you'd say it, don't spray it. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at Del Borovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-N-B-D-I-C-E and tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. <laughs> Are you two still awake? Dad, we're too excited! You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep. Daddy, tell us about the new expansion. Okay, okay. Yeah! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. The manor longed for a companion, so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville. And it was the... Rootinest, tootinest place you ever did see. Yee-haw! Hop on board the brand new Mockery Railroad all the way to Claytonville. Toot-toot! In Claytonville, there are four cowboy lands to explore. Lasso a goat in Farmin Valley. Kiss your girl's best friend in Lovelorn Town. Stop it, Terry. And in Cowboy Christmas Town, hop on down to the Bluegrass Grotto to meet Cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down! And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out, it's the Four Spurs Man Train! Two parks in one and only $19.99 for a family of four. And how about you? Yeah, that's right. You. Listening to this. Are you ready to come back? To Mockery Manor. Season 3. Available now. <laughs>